0: Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.
1: Welcome to Make It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Justin White, Diocesan Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. He's here to talk about World Youth Day and more. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind.
0: Well, we've uh, crested the tax deadline and everything else. And you know, the, and if people had to file extensions or not, I'm not going to ask if you and Jason had to do so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll see if I get mine uh, completed here. But uh, grateful to those who work with me. But uh, more so, the Holy Spirit. Uh, collaborating with the Holy Spirit as again confirmation season is in full force was fortunate this uh, past week to be at St. John Basilica in Des Moines Assumption Granger St. Joseph Mount Air that uh, beautiful parish down in Ringgold County and we will continue to do so in the the weekend here St. Patrick in Neola and St. Joseph in Erling along with Harland uh, Panama Portsmouth and Westphalia so we're kind of you know, look out, the bishop's at large around the diocese, so, you know, uh, and the state patrol will be on the watch for me, <laughs> but uh, you keep it under 10, it over, right, you know? That's so, right. Yeah, that's good, but uh, kind of a signature event for us, I think, uh, especially tomorrow, and we think about you know, the theme of our strategic visioning and our, our evangelical outreach, cultivating connections in Christ, you know, kind of that rural resonance that's there. But uh, thanks to the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women, they're sponsoring the Connecting Catholic Women Annual Women's Conference tomorrow, April 22nd, from 9 until 3.30 p.m. at St. Joseph Parish Hall in Winterset. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you tell them Jones sent you, they'll accept some walk-ins <laughs> as well. But it should be a great day for women of faith or women who are maybe searching for some sense that uh, you know their faith is a is a lived reality. So keynote speaker Nell O'Leary, a blessed is she. And the ever popular Father James, a hanker of St. Patrick and Council Bluffs, is going to be appearing. Thanks to Father Max Carson, who must be covering the the home fort uh, there at St. Patrick. And then yours truly will be celebrating Mass with the, with the good women there. So uh, again, the twenty five dollar per person cost. If that's a, a deal breaker for you, then uh, please, you know, I'm sure the good women would find the means to, to make that possible for anyone who wants to attend. Fortunately, or fortunately, uh, for the women maybe, I'll have to be heading on in the afternoon down to St. Mary and Shenandoah to uh, be with Father Tom Takadi Puram. And to uh, install him formally after two years as pastor, mm-hmm. and he's going to let me do a confirmation there as well. So, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we'll make our way up to Council Bluffs afterwards for the Saint Albert uh, uh, event that uh, follows after that. So, uh, we think about the Easter season and things that uh, you know kind of help us ponder this great mystery of the Risen One. What's his bodily existence like? What mm-hmm. did he really suffer? Was it all illusory and just kind of a you know a virtual reality or not? And this whole phenomenon of the mystery man. Kept what is this mystery man?
1: Yeah, well, I actually saw this video about a month ago on YouTube, so you should definitely check it out, called The Mystery Man Exhibition. So basically in Salamanca, it's a cathedral in, in Salamanca. In Spain. Correct, yeah. yes. So they did a science-based sculpture reconstruction based on the Shroud of Turin. A lot of people have heard that there's a sort of imprint on the Shroud of Turin. There's 3D animations that have been created, and so this one was actually a sculpture uh, of the man himself which of course we know to believe is Jesus and you can see all of the wounds and the scars and I mean I I know in the video they even showed the head where there were wounds where he would have had the the crown of thorns uh very moving I saw it on on video um the bishop himself had said that he saw it in person he said that He experienced a profound shock and a great desire to pray upon walking upon this. So it's the man laying there and you you can completely circle him and walk around and look and see all the wounds, the, the bruising. Yeah, very you should definitely check it out on YouTube so it, it's called the man, the mystery man and exhibition and
0: it's and it's a posture of, of repose and death right you know as though wrapped right. in the shroud in this mm-hmm. way but
1: uh, um well they have just the 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 cloth around his waist in this so you can see all of the wounds mm-hmm. like you can see some in the video I saw on YouTube you can see like puncture marks and like holes.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. a great modesty, but all with a certain scientific uh, basis. Right, and correct. All,
1: all pulled from the stradeture and from the analysis they were able to pull from this sort of 3D imprint.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. for so many who see these reconstructions of Neanderthal man or whatever and put mm-hmm. great credence in that, well, this too then should have claim sure. over our attention and, mm-hmm. and our prayer.
1: All right, we're, we're going to take a quick break and we return We'll visit with Justin White. you will listen to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.
2: Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Elite Glass & Metal LLC and Johnson, a full-service glass and glazing contractor serving Des Moines and surrounding areas, new construction, existing projects, and residential. Learn more at
3: EliteGlassAndMetal.com. Thank you to our business partner, Chip In for Charity, the St. Vincent de Paul Golf Fundraiser to Fight Hunger, Thursday, May 25th at Copper Creek Golf Course, 10 a.m. Shotgun Start. For registration and sponsorship opportunities, visit svdpdsm.org. Support for programming provided by Trappist Caskets, a work of the monks of New Mallory Abbey in Piasta, Iowa. Embracing an honest approach to death can more readily affirm the real meaning of life. Trappist Caskets and urns are made in the prayerful environment of the monastery, using Iowa-grown wood from the abbey's sustainable forest. Each casket and urn is blessed by a monk. Quietly laboring with their hands for 175 years, the monks offer workmanship at the pinnacle of woodworker's craft. Available for immediate delivery or as a part of a pre-planning program. Learn more at trappistcaskets.com.
1: Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Our guest today is Justin White, Diocesan Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. He's here to talk about World Youth Day and more.
0: So good to have you, Justin. This is your first solo gig with us. I'm making it personal. You've been here with Jessica Hernandez talking about NCYC, National Catholic Youth Conference, right. before. But you're about many other things, too. And yeah. uh, just kind of some of your background. Uh, mm-hmm. You are a father. And, uh, you know, yeah. So life is full on that regard. And, <laughs> yes, yeah, children's is. ranging from what ages?
2: Uh, from 10 all the way down to almost 2. Oh yeah, no, never a dull
0: moment. Oh no, never know, a dull that's moment. good. And then you had been involved at uh, Dowling Catholic High School, and, yes. uh, and, and some things, teaching uh, let me guess, theology.: there. Yes, <laughs> teaching
2: theology how to Dowling for uh, five, five years and helping with the debate program as well.
0: Now, you know, we once took a little trip together, and we started talking about debate, you know, and I was struck how this is really kind of like beauty pageant culture, that there's a a whole insider's view of uh, debate teams and some of the dynamics, yeah, the the drama. drama. Yes,
2: there's definitely some (laughs) drama, yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, and eventually my president Pates invited you to take on this role and, uh, you know, feel a certain connection with you on the, the front of both being Catholic University of America alums yes. and so in that good way. But even in the month of April, you've had some other things before we get to talking about World Youth Day, uh your ability to, to have a... Uh, different speakers. the The Young Catholic Network is an initiative here in town that uh, you know has been something, and they kind of get together and you know something that you know we think you know our focus on young people and the, uh, evangelizing, but also just provide that place where they can experience a, a, a sense of connection and faith.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, the Young Catholic Network is uh, in its second or third year at this point of of activity, and it's a really great group. It was formed at the behest of some young adult volunteers in the area who. Felt as if in their day-to-day lives at their workplaces, they wanted to be able to, in some way, shape, or form, share their faith with fellow Catholics. But we're having a really tough time doing so. Uh, and so, it's a way for young Catholic, uh, you know, career professionals to gather together, to network, to share their faith, and to learn from others who are maybe a little bit further into their career on how they cultivate their faith in maybe a secular workplace or among friends that don't share their faith? You know, how do we evangelize in a secular workplace? How do you uh, share your faith with friends uh, who are there? And just generally, how do you keep growing in your faith when so much of your daytime is taken by your work? And just getting people together to talk about those sorts of things is a really big deal.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know having sat in on some of the talks and things, you know, it's a great, you know, I've seen 80 plus uh, young people there, you know, and getting together for some social time, uh, maybe sparkling water, maybe a barley soda or something, yeah. you know, before <laughs> yeah. uh, heading into that. And so, and who knows, you know, it's not speed dating, but once yeah. in a while, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, could this be a person that maybe God is sending me to spend the rest of my life with? So yeah. that's not the primary uh, purpose of it, but hey, that would be an exciting thing too. So talk about drama in that way. <laughs> (laughs) And early, and you had me up early on uh, Passion Sunday weekend. Uh, I I was up for the the Radix Retreat, kind of coming in after a weekend there to celebrate the the, the Passion uh, of our Lord uh, up at St. Thomas Morris Center. The Radix Retreat, kind of a different age group, different demographic.
2: Yes. So for Radix, uh, so my direct my role is Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. And so on the Young Adult Ministry side, we have things like Young Catholic Network. On the youth ministry side, we have things like the Radix Retreat, uh, which is for our high school seniors. And it's always second semester of their se- uh, senior year because the idea is giving them a weekend to really kind of step away. And uh, from you know all the chaos and preparation that's going into that second semester as they're about to leave this particular chapter of their life, and saying, let's take a weekend to just focus on what we're rooted in, and what after this graduation, after this big step, what we can stay rooted in, and how we stay rooted in our faith going forward. And so it's a really wonderful weekend uh, up at St. Thomas More Center, and just Just a a highlight of my spring, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I know you have several young clergy who are there to accompany folks, but it's not uh, a a clergy-centric event. It's definitely the witness among themselves, and uh, you know, and some uncertainty. You know, I think a lot of them, you know, celebrating the the achievements of high school, but maybe a little bit of anxiety or apprehension about what's next, even if they have a a firm uh, uh, path uh, going forward.
2: Yeah, yeah. and debriefing with our our small group leaders after the retreat, during and after the retreat. Those that anxiety about what's next is usually kind of that central to- <clears throat> is usually that central topic uh, that we hear come up in the small groups is, you know, I want to stay strong in my faith, but I'm I'm worried, you know, what, what, how do I do that when I'm not immersed in my home life or in my Catholic school or, you know, how do I prepare for this? And so it's just wonderful getting them an opportunity before they make that leap to have those conversations and and get those preparations in place
0: Right, and that you know, it doesn't become this kind of stereotypic. Oh, you know, I, you know, in college, I kind of wandered off, and you know, flexed my freedom in ways that ultimately yep, I regret. Exactly. You know, that one doesn't have to to go that way, mm-hmm. and that uh, having some witnesses who have found you know things that allow themselves to to keep their focus and their their face turned toward Christ, and that this is a a larger life, not a yes. dead-sized life, and what yes, they're about. precisely. So, so we think about the scale of experiencing church. World Youth Day, Uh, it's been a while since the Youth of the World, this initiative, uh, the call from St. John Paul II. uh, I've experienced some, but it's been quite a while for me. So I have some things to learn and be refreshed on, and thank you for being with us here. Mm -hmm. This summer, Lisbon, Portugal, and that's uh, Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, selected that location. Uh, What is this whole thing about? This, uh, this, you know,
2: somewhat chaotic, but (laughs) holy
0: madness, as a Dominican friend once referred to.
2: That's a great way to, to refer to it, yeah. Um, a bit larger of a gathering than Radix or, or uh, uh, Young Catholic Network, for sure. We're talking about millions of people from around the world, millions of young people from around the world, uh, all joining together in one place to celebrate their individual cultures, but also the universality of the church. And it's a really, it's, it's, it's an amazing and very beautiful sort of thing but with a, a good dose of the chaos that, that you mentioned for sure. Um, now, when you say millions, I mean, is that
0: just hyperbole or whoa. are we talking literally millions of people in one city?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think um, if I recall, the the record was in Rio in 2013, I believe the year was, and there were 3 million people estimated to, to show up. It was I mean, just an incredible crowd to be sure. Um, the last one we went to as our diocese was Poland in 2016, um, off the top of my head, I don't remember how many people were were estimated to be at that one, but yes, a, a very large uh, number of folks. Not be, not exaggerating too much to say millions of folks coming into World Youth Day, um, all in all in one place, right? All in one city, you know, just flooding the city and uh, taking it over for a week or 2
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it's a friendly takeover, not yes. a hostile. Yeah, there's not a hostile right? takeover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the, <laughs> my, that's short. my experience. A, a kind of a, a supernatural. Yeah. Peace that just comes yeah. and descends upon that, and people are cooperative. You know, even though public transportation is a is a challenge and things, and obviously lots of walking and things, yeah. you know, in the venues and people have to eat and drink and find uh, human necessities and things taken care of. But the the people of the of the region typically really open their homes too, yes. and that's something that our Des Moines contingent is looking to experience.
2: Yes, yes. So there's World Youth Day proper, which is only about five or six days long, and those are kind of the The events put on by the World Youth Day Committee in Lisbon in Lisbon itself, but in the four or five days running up to World Youth Day, there's also what's called days in the dioceses, Uh, and this is kind of that immersion, or or, you know, in real uh, immersion into the hospitality of the of the host country that you're mentioning, and it's where the folks who are traveling, the pilgrims who are traveling get to kind of split up and stay in the homes of these host families for a few nights. Uh, you know, it's kind of all coordinated by local parishes and worked out that way. But uh, for the evenings, we will stay in the homes of these Portuguese families and really get to know them, get to know the culture, uh, learn a whole whole bunch of the language, you know, in a, in a much more, uh, you know, first hand sort of way. But just really get to experience the, the Portuguese culture and hospitality and their faith, um, in a very first-hand sort of way. And then for World Youth Day proper, we'll be put up in various hotels and whatnot. Uh, but for those first, you know, about, about the first week, we'll be staying with the families uh, of, of Portugal.
0: So actually, you know, hanging out, sharing meals, is there a yeah. service component to this or is it more pilgrimage visitation of holy sites or?
2: Both. Okay. Yeah, there's elements of both and those are coordinated by the host uh, the host parishes and dioceses. They kind of work that out. Um, so the details on a lot of that are, are still unknown to us at this point, but we do know that there will be daily opportunities to go get to know the areas, the, the, the history, the culture. I anticipate with Portugal, there'll be a lot of immersion in the lives of very saints of various times right getting to know really firsthand the history of you know Portugal's uh, impact on on the expansion of the faith throughout the years and opportunities to serve folks as well and that's a, it's just a huge opportunity to get to know not only one another but also these host families um, in a really beautiful way plus all the various other people from around the world that we're getting to interact with on a daily basis. So are you
0: using, like, Rosetta Stone to bone up on your Portuguese here? Or yeah, you,
2: Duolingo. You know? I have a Duolingo <laughs> uh, login account. And, yeah, trying to get a little more familiar bit by bit.
0: Yeah. Maybe I need to do this here, you know, because yeah, I maybe. poise yeah. somewhere between French and Spanish, you know. Right. The unique language that it is. Yeah, you know, It's not Catalan, but uh, in that way. So, But uh, by all rights, I think Lisbon already as an international cosmopolitan city mm-hmm. is English-friendly. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, it's not... Uh, not to our 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 global colonization right. uh, through the internet and other ways. And, and I think even, you know, you mentioned colonization. I mean, think that, that very checkered history, you know, right. of the expansion of the faith. And I think we, we don't shy away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to name that and own that uh, in in this respective way. But uh, so then, you know, come the turn of the week and then we're talking end of July into yeah. August and the dates that are there. How large is our contingent from Des Moines shaping up to be?
2: Just under 60. Well, yeah, we're at, we're at 59 to be, to be exact as of today. Um, um, and i expect we'll we'll end up staying there in part because uh we're not we're not really inviting a whole lot more applications at this point because our travel agency has started to get things in uh in place but it's, it's certainly possible but we are at 59 pilgrims as of now uh from predominantly the metro area but not only the metro area
0: Okay, so some uh, diocesan broadly. Yeah, yep. yeah, Good. I mean, I know St. Ambrose Cathedral Parish is very well represented with the international uh, and has done some incredible fundraising initiatives, yes. so they've really put the sweat equity into all of yes. this uh, to make it possible for a trip that, you know, by all rights, I think they get a lot for their, their value for their dollars, but approaches $4,000, you know. Yeah. So so anyone who wants to continue to sponsor that group, and I That's know right. St. Augustine Parish KC's have been uh, very forthright in trying to assist them, too. You we know, do and see the value in all of this. So but it's the spiritual premium that we, yep. we look for. And so as the day comes and yes, I'll be arriving at the beginning of the week, I'll be yep. privileged to to be part of it and hopefully accompany and, and be accompanied, you know, by yep. our young people and some of the prayer experiences of Taze prayer and other things. I think, you know, I look forward to, but then these kind of catechesis sessions and what are they going to be doing until the Holy Father shows up on Thursday?
2: Yeah. So there's a lot of programming put on, not only by uh, the World Youth Day Committee, like the the Vatican World Youth Day Committee, right? But also the host country puts together a lot of opportunities to uh, not only experience Portuguese culture, but for the various pilgrimage groups to showcase their cultures in, in a number of ways as we go throughout. And so there's cultural opportunities, there's service opportunities, there's catechetical opportunities, like you mentioned. Um, in, in a way, it's very similar to the National Catholic Youth Conference, in the sense that throughout the day, there are offerings uh, for prayer, for catechesis, for learning, for all sorts of things as we go along, to ultimately, like you mentioned, when the Holy Father arrives on those uh, last couple of days, and we get to, you know, really go out and spend a whole night in vigil uh, in prayer with him and uh it's a really wonderful opportunity from that uh from that standpoint as well, a lot of walking, like you mentioned earlier. Is that- yeah,
0: I kind of kind of chuckled when I saw in the the flyer for it it says, "Although many difficulties greet pilgrims, mm-hmm. the graces that flow from these days ignite their faith for years to come." What kind of difficulties might we expect?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of it is, as you kind of mentioned earlier, the encountering of just the routine of your daily um, your daily things. Being thrown off, right? Meals might take longer than expected because the lines to get to food are a lot longer. Um, the crowds are such that, you know, if you, you need a snack, well, hopefully you put one in your backpack, right? Because you might not have the immediate access to the local restaurant that you're hoping for. So I should uh, be stashing cliff bars in my uh, suitcase. I absolutely would. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I absolutely okay. would. Okay. Um, there's also the the difficulties of you're not always going to have an easy place to sit down when you're tired um there there's you know a whole lot of people around it might pour rain on us all night on the overnight vigil there's a number of those kind of difficulties that you know outside of world youth day are pretty easily remedied you know when i need to use the restroom when i need to get some food or need to get out of the rain all those kind of go away as far as being easily remedied sort of things pretty pretty quickly and there's A real sense of remembering that we're going on pilgrimage, not vacation. And so there are going to be a number of times where, you know, we kind of have to embrace these hardships and really offer them up as our, you know, usually and hopefully fairly meager offerings, right? Hopefully we're not encountering anything massive that we're having to overcome, but difficulties that on a vacation we wouldn't Really have to worry about quite as much. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you're stirring memories of 2002 World Youth Day in yeah. Toronto and the go. the rain that yeah. fell all night. You know, <laughs> and uh, it did have a kind of waterproof blanket, but I think we were all soaked by the the wee hours of the morning and this yep. massive storm that blew through. You know, and actually posed a little bit of peril to some people. So, yeah, I believe it. You I- know, the other the memory I have, you know, again uh, not PTSD, but you know the the Stations <laughs> of the Cross on Friday night where you gathered on the main uh, central thoroughfare of Toronto, at a certain point, I was like almost, if I lifted my feet, I wouldn't fall over because the crush of the crowd is so tight, you know, and if I were prone to claustrophobia, you know, and I was mindful of our our friends in in wheelchairs or other things, you know, I'm 6'2", you know, I can kind of Mm -hmm. maybe see, you know, a little bit of skylight, daylight over everything, but some who are really put to, so maybe that's maybe some of the, the degree of challenges are there, and I'm sure public safety officials are you know, have a thorough plan to to go forward.
1: All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio.
3: Thank you to our business partner, Chip In for Charity, the St. Vincent de Paul Golf Fundraiser to Fight Hunger. Thursday, May 25th at Copper Creek Golf Course. 10 a.m. shotgun start. For registration and sponsorship opportunities, visit svdpdsm.org.
2: Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Elite Glass & Metal, LLC and Johnson. A full-service glass and glazing contractor serving Des Moines and surrounding areas. New construction, existing projects, and residential. Learn more at
3: EliteGlassAndMetal.com.
1: Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. We are back with Justin White, Diocesan Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry.
0: So, Justin, you point before the break that really we're avoiding the the pitfall that Pope Francis has cautioned us against of spiritual tourism, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're just kind of there, oh, this is great, I get to see the world, and, you know, oh, yeah, I have to deal with this faith thing. At the same time, people are not going to be praying all the time, doing, you know, confession and rigorous uh, other kind of spiritual exercises. But there is a hearty component to this, including the pilgrim walk on Saturday afternoon and evening.
2: Yeah, and that's where, you know, you're you're real out of your element. There's not a, a hotel room to go back to. Well, there is technically, right? But we're not going to head back to it that night. Uh, we're just going to go, you know, a good while out of Lisbon uh, and join in a, a very large area just to be with the Holy Father for, you know, this overnight vigil for sure. And well, if you're going to have over
0: a million people, you have to have a little space, Pretty, right? pretty large, yeah. <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. large, yep. Mm-hmm. And so— uh, You know, people have to be in shape. I mean, this isn't rag bry, but it is. It is (laughs) something that you can't. You know, you have to be used. And it might be warm. You know, at the beginning of August in Portugal. And so, you know, people have to kind of, you know, if they are detasseling in the summer, that would be good preparation for yes. them. But again, this age group is not so much adolescence, right? And this right. follows under the purview of your ministry that 18 into 30 something, right? The kind yeah. of expansive definition.
2: Yeah, this is one of those places where the way the Vatican defines youth is a little different from the way we do in American ministry, right? Where the Vatican has previously said that youth, they, they take into account folks typically from uh, age 16 to 39. And so when we're at World Youth Day, that's about the age group we'll see but typically uh, it would almost be better named for the united states as world young adult week right because it's more than just a day and it's not really youth that that we take uh, for most of our dioceses and so yeah we're talking about folks mostly in their 20s and 30s um and and there's a lot of even the physical preparation that we've been talking about in our preparations uh, with the pilgrims from our diocese of so, you know make sure you're getting your steps in make sure the walking shoes that you're going to take to Portugal are comfortable ones make sure and probably take a second pair oh absolutely uh, yeah. make sure and, and when test they get them soggy out beforehand and everything yeah exactly yeah you know yeah. don't try on new ones once you're there right make yeah. sure you put some some steps in first so
0: in defining these things this way and we had Mary Ebers, Eberstadt uh, present on our show Eberstadt I want to make sure I say that correctly <laughs> uh, that. Uh, you know, and you're talking about you know failure to launch and these things, perpetual adolescence. But no, this is really a, an opportunity to come to ever greater maturity in Christ, mm-hmm. to come forward in faith, to realize you're part of a universal communion. And that there's no excuses because people around the world are living this through various different cultural challenges, milieus, and yet uh, we draw strength from each other, knowing right. we're not alone. And, and you know, and we think about the, the synod on synodality, right. but this is a practical moment of church in, in the accompaniment that is offered for people. Obviously, con- culminating not quite with the the, the, the Eucharist and the celebration mm-hmm. of this mass on Sunday. But for the diocesan contingent, then another little pill- yeah. and a little coda there to, to experience the Blessed Mother's uh, manifestation.
2: That's right. That's right. We'll have an extra day trip uh, right after World Youth Day and right before our travel day home, where we travel to Fatima. Uh, so a little ways out of Lisbon, but uh, kind of a, a pilgrimage within the pilgrimage of sorts to Do finish. Do people us have off. to walk there or not? There, this is not
0: the, all the way. There. Okay, and this isn't the Camino, obviously. This <laughs> yeah. St. James in Spain, but uh, yeah. yeah. So well. Uh, I invite you to challenge me that I won't stay in a little Episcopal bubble. You know, I think they do (laughs) want to accommodate the bishops of various ages and maybe some with infirmities and things, but to to be as present a a part of this. So people get home and say, wow, that was great. Here's the pictures, you know, got the pins, you know, and uh, bought the music, you know, downloaded the music on my phone. What kind of follow up is there for folks?
2: So we're going to gather as a group uh, a few different times after the pilgrimage, because I think it's important not to have this you know, massive experience and then just kind of wave goodbye to everybody. All right, you're on your own. Have a great time. You know, Enjoy the rest of your life. But So we're going to continue to gather together to unpack the fruits of this pilgrimage a few different times after we've come back, largely in just large group gatherings, um, but we'll have prayer opportunities together as well, uh, just times to, to really digest afterwards.
0: And who knows, maybe even give a, an appearance and a witness to the Young Catholic Network. You That's know. a great point. You know, maybe they can kind of inspire others, and we'll yeah. see what the Spirit does, You know, because with the young people themselves, when they're the co-authors of the initiative with the Holy Spirit, good things happen. So, Justin White, thank you for being with us
2: this morning. Thank you.
1: This has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to our guests and all of our listeners.
0: You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at join serra.org.